Hi all, Andy Clark here. The theme of this podcast is extraordinary. And what's your experience of the Dutch so far, of Dutch people? Oh wow, I can say so much about that. <laughs> Where shall I start? Well, I've been here in 2015 and I just saw like uh, Utopia here. It looks perfect. The idea was that we are going to stay for a year and go back home. But in the meantime, well, life happened, so we got a child, bought a house. <laughs> there are amazing stories and observations from people from all around the world. It was recorded at a recent expat fair in Amsterdam. I often go to these things and wander around and ask people what they think of life in the Netherlands. It's a bit awkward at first as people are looking around the stalls and don't expect to be stopped by a podcaster sticking a microphone under their nose. But after the initial shock, most people really get into it and like to share their experiences. And let's face it, that's pretty good, otherwise this would be a very short podcast. OK, let's see who I bumped into this time. OK. Hi, can you tell me your name and where you're from? Hi, my name is Moray. I'm from China. I've been living in the Netherlands for four years already. What are you doing here? Oh, I did a study in University of Groningen. And after my study, I moved here with my husband, living in Hofdorp now. And what, what was your study? Oh, it's about pharmaceutical analysis. Very geeky stuff, so you might not be interested. In it. But it's fun living in Groningen. It's a nice city. And what's your experience of the Dutch so far, of Dutch people? Oh, wow, I can say so much about that. <laughs> Where shall I start? Um, Do you have an example of something that was unusual to you when you first yeah. arrived? Yeah, definitely. I had a lot of shock when I first came here. Because before I was living in Great Britain for two years, I already know quite a bit about that culture and got integrated. And suddenly moved to Netherlands, everyone became super direct and just saying whatever they feel like. So, you know, never saying something against their feeling. And that's a really big shock for me. Do you have an example of something like that? Um, wow. Yeah, I had a very funny situation. It's a meeting every Monday we had in our group to update everything, what's going on. And the supervisor asked me, asked everyone, what's going on? Do you have anything to report? And everyone said yes or no. And I said, not really, or not particularly, by meaning nothing. And they were waiting for a but after that. Everyone was waiting. <laughs> I didn't mean I had anything to say, just no. Okay. And yeah, in their culture, when you mean no, just say no. So, and that's something you weren't used to? No, not really. Yeah, see, not really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Old habits die hard, it seems. The next people I get talking to are new in the Netherlands, and they have quite a story. All right. Hi. Can you tell me your name and where you're from, please? I'm Julia. I'm from Brazil. And how long have you been in the Netherlands? Uh, four days. Wow. What's the, what's, what do you think of it so far? Uh, it's, it's nice. We got a bit bad weather when we arrived, but it got a bit better now. And we enjoy it so far. We've been very welcome here. Why are you here? I came to work. I got a job here, so I came with uh, my partner so, to live here and work. Next to Julia, okay, there's another young woman who's itching to join the conversation. At first, we carry on talking about first impressions. Nice that you only complain about the weather. Like, life is kind of awesome here. 
so you have to complain about something, you're going to complain about the weather. <laughs> uh, what, what's your name and where are you from? Uh, Soraya, I'm from Brazil too, I'm Julia's partner. And then we get on to their relationship, and slowly it's revealed just what coming to the Netherlands really means for them. Yeah, in Brazil we face, we're a gay couple, we face a lot of prejudice. Uh, Here we can kiss in the streets, we can walk hand to hand, it's like amazing. We've never been so so comfortable. Like yeah, we, we don't feel afraid uh, here, so uh, we feel very... Uh, we can be open about our relationship even when we go to the bank to, to open a bank account where we go into house hunting we can tell everyone we, that we are partners instead of in Brazil that we kind of have to hide it the most the, as often as we can Wow, that's, so that, how was that for you in Brazil then? It to... was hard, so it's really good to be here and have a more uh, can be more open and be more be, be who I am. It's good to be. Yeah, me, for me too. It's uh, it's awesome to just I can be myself. I can walk uh, holding her hands and don't be afraid that someone will like uh, shout and oh, beat us. Oh, beat us. Yeah. That's did you have that sort of yeah. physical? Uh, I didn't, but I have friends, friends that did. Yeah. So we always had to be a bit careful. Brazil one of the most uh, intolerant people uh, people towards gays and trans we kill uh, we kill uh, uh, the most trans people all over the world is in Brazil the high hates of trans people killing so it's kind of very hard there and we are so uh, enjoying being free and was the Netherlands then always a dream a goal for you guys yeah, uh, yeah well, I've been here in 2015 and I just saw like uh, utopia here it looks perfect so when we got she got this opportunity and she brought me here so it's, uh, it's kind of a dream come true actually yeah it's a dream come true <laughs> I lived in London for a year and I always want to come back to Europe and coming to the Netherlands seems even better than go to England. I'm really enjoying and really happy to be here. But for you guys, a comfortable life is also safety. Yes, it's safety. Yeah, it's what we wanted. We, we don't have safety a lot these days because we are in a financial crisis and a political crisis and we, we have a lot of violence uh, going on in Rio, where we are from. So here we can also walk safe the, the, we don't feel afraid to walk outside and use your, our cell phones and not be afraid to be mugged is awesome <laughs> so yeah. there's a the general sort of poverty and street violence in yeah, Brazil yeah. plus the extra challenges you faced as a yes. gay couple exactly and so here this is now what is it for you to be here <laughs> it's awesome and crazy and sometimes I think I'm dreaming <laughs> It's a, mix of yeah. it's, a, it's a lot safe. We feel safe. We feel comfortable, and it's it's actually this is a dream come true. We feel very happy to be here. A humbling story from Julia and Sorai from Brazil. Next, I spot a Southeast Asian-looking man standing alone and looking a bit lost. It's the perfect opportunity for me to swoop in with my microphone. Yeah, hi. Hi, can you tell me your name and where you're from? Uh, my name is Kay. Uh, I'm from Japan. And how long have you been in the Netherlands? Uh, I've been here for the last uh, six, seven months. And why are you here? Uh, my wife is studying here, so I accompany her. 
Uh, okay, and what's your first impression of the Netherlands? Oh, this country is great. It's small, but the people are nice, and everybody speaks English, and the standard of life is very good. Is it, what did you have ideas before you came here about what you would find, and, and how has that gone? Uh, tulip. That was my uh, impression before, but uh, I think this is much more. The, the people's working style and the, the people is very effic- efficient, effective. So I, I like this country. And is there anything odd that you found when you came here? Something strange that you thought, oh, I hadn't expected that? Was there something that you kind of came across which was a bit odd for you? Uh, I first thought the appointment culture. Everything is ne- requires appointment for a dentist or the doctor or even the... Uh, fixing the car, uh, fixing a bike on. But uh, yeah, but I feel it's really good and uh, it makes people more efficient, so effective. But is, is that different from Japan then? Because if I think of Japan, and maybe I'm wrong, I think that Japan is very organized and has very strict rules and appointments. Uh, I think Japanese people are organized to a certain point, but uh, after making plan, people tend to be work longer and uh, do too much. So people don't know when to stop, and uh, uh, yeah. So I think Dutch people is has more broader and uh, holistic view of things. So yeah, I think Dutch people are good in that sense. And just like Kay, Anna from Georgia, that's European Georgia and not American Georgia, is also impressed with Dutch timekeeping. And she's also more than a little surprised at Dutch thriftiness when it comes to birthdays. Hi, can you tell me your name and where you're from? Uh, my name is Anna, I'm from Georgia. Okay, and how long have you been in the Netherlands? Uh, I've been here since September 2017. Uh, I think one of those things that I found surprising was uh, punctuality that Dutch people have. Uh, for example, usually, like my, my friend who is working, she told me that uh, in the Netherlands here, you have certain uh, working time, let's say from 9, nine to 5. And then at 5 o'clock, everyone closes their, like, uh, I don't know, computer and everything, and they go home and have dinner with their families. But uh, uh, in Georgia, usually, people don't have this kind of a schedule, like, uh, the exact time. And if, let's say, someone, your supervisor, asks you to stay one more hour, you cannot refuse. But here, my friend told me that the uh, Dutch person will try his or her best to help you out. But at 5 o'clock, he or she will close the book, and that's it. So this is something that... Uh, I find really interesting in, in, in the country and how people uh, relate to one another. This is really interesting. Did you get into any kind of funny situations? Sometimes when you live in a new country, you can get into confusing situations, you know? I think I had... Uh, um, one of the funniest things for me was uh, Georgia usually is known for really like hospitality and how, let's say, if you go to someone's birthday you are supposed to bring something like some small present or food or something and then uh, if you go together to the restaurant uh, you like let's say if, you, it's, if it's your birthday you are responsible for uh, uh, giving some I, I don't know like treating your guests but here I was uh, quite impressed when uh, there was a case when one of my friends invited her classmates and no one brought anything like not even a chocolate or something and I remember sitting with her and I was like but why? And then she was like, "No, no, no, it's okay. We, uh, I told them how much I paid for the for the uh, for the ingredients to make this dinner, and they contributed with money. And this is something that I was like, "Whoa, this is." I, I, it was at the same time funny and at the same time weird for me to tell the truth. More extraordinary stories coming up in just a minute. But first. 
Big thanks to Alana Hill from Dallas in Texas. She is the first ever here in Holland patron. Alana, thank you very much for supporting the show. It means a lot to me. I was just so humbled when I saw you'd signed up. So take a bow. Now, the rest of you might think, what am I talking about? As you know, I love here in Holland, and as you'll appreciate, it takes time and effort to put the show together. And I'd like to do more, and this is where you can help. You can become a benefactor, a patron, just like Alana, of the show. Uh, you can do this for as little as the price of a cup of coffee each month, two fifty a month. And at that level, you can become a Strope Waffle patron. That's what I'm calling it. Uh, genius, isn't it? Absolute genius. If you sign up at this level, you get access to a special Here in Holland WhatsApp group. Uh, Alana, I'm still setting that up, but it is coming soon. And there'll be extra goodies and the chance to share thoughts with fellow fans. There's also the chance to become a big cheese. And let's face it, who does not want to be a big cheese once in their life? This uh, is then 10 euros uh, per month. And you'll be really supporting the show if you do that. Maybe club together with uh, with someone from work or some friends or something to do this and once every six months there'll be a lucky winner picked from this super patron group they'll get the chance to either co-edit an episode or get a free half-day podcast masterclass so what are you waiting for sign up today michael amos and sean moran have also become patrons michael and sean thank you very much to you guys uh, too okay let's get back to the show Over by the coffee stand, a young woman looks longingly into her free goodie bag. I catch her eye and move in. My name is Momi and I'm originally from South Korea. Okay, and how long have you been in the Netherlands? Uh, now it's been seven months. Okay, and why are you here? Uh, well, let's say I have uh, some uh, desire for getting a higher position in my previous job, so I'm here for my master degrees. And what are you doing your master degree in? What's your subject? I'm studying spatial planning in Utrecht. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just want to learn how Dutch, uh, man- Dutch people manage their water-related uh, to uh, water-related spatial planning policy and so on. Yeah. Okay. And why, why did you come to the Netherlands and why did you choose to come here? Because they are really good at dealing with all the flooding issues. I mean, they have to go through everything to survive, so... I mean, I really want to know how we, how other countries can deal with their water-related disaster. What, what, do you have a particular special interest in flooding? Why, why flooding and managing water? I mean, flooding is everywhere. I, before I moved to the Netherlands, I lived in uh, four different foreign countries, excluding my home country. And uh, everywhere, water is following you. It, it's, it's your best friends to maintain you. Keep, I mean, it keeps you alive, but still, it can destroy everything, like storm, flooding, and uh, or like tsunami, like everything. So I, I, th- I found it's a really interesting issue to make our life more sustainable. I don't know, yeah. So that was kind of sort of a passion you've always had to, to water. You've been drawn to water, and then I guess it's logical you end up in the Netherlands. Yeah, I mean, like, because I was born in the town. I mean, it's the second largest uh, metropolitan city in the entire South Korea, but still, we have the ocean, we have beaches, and, and we have ports, but every summer, or not, not, not only in the summer, we had this water issue. And I also lived in Japan, where you have tsunami or earthquakes, other types of natural disaster. And, like, I mean, it is really important to think about your life. 
I mean, you cannot ignore the issue. I mean, you have to do something, really. And what do you find most impressive about how the Dutch deal with water then? That's really, I mean, that's the thing that I want to figure out here is while I'm staying here. <laughs> and I'm still trying to figure it out. Next up, I see a young couple making what looks like a news report. Fellow podcasters, perhaps. They'll definitely be up for a chat, I assume. And you know what? I'm right. I'm Igor, I'm from Kiev. Originally was born in Kiev and moved here um, uh, more at... Sorry, I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, moved here almost a year ago. Typical stuff. Yeah, cheese, Rembrandt, something like this. But uh, yeah, since I've been here, I'm familiarized with, uh, with country more better. Because when you're a foreigner in a new country, you quite often get into odd situations, you know, misunderstandings and things go a little bit wrong or anything like that. Yeah, for instance, uh, we are currently learning Dutch, so we are not uh, great speakers. So when uh, some some of small kids go into my wife when she's walking with dogs and asking her, like, uh, what is her name is, <laughs> something like, yeah, in Dutch, and she is replying, in Netherlands, so my Netherlands is not so good, and uh, they didn't understand that because she answered in Dutch. Like so, it's it's funny for them. You answered me in Dutch, and you talking that you don't know Dutch or you don't speak Dutch. Yeah, some it's funny stories about Dutch and English. And you're Ukrainian, and your wife is Russian. Yes. Did you meet in Ukraine then, or you met here, or uh, we met in the internet? <laughs> so yeah. In where? Sorry. Uh, in the internet. Yeah, some online chat, something like this. So. And then she came to me, yeah, we married in Ukraine and she started to live with me in Ukraine. Because the relations between Russia and Ukraine are not so yeah. great these days, how is that then? Be- between countries, not between people like we. <laughs> yeah, in, in this in family, uh, yeah, you can, please, what you want to say? <laughs> uh, I disagree with uh, Russian government, so we have the similar, uh, I don't know how to say... Uh, Point of view. Yes. So we don't have any disagree, disagrees. And, and what is it then? Is the Netherlands then attractive to you guys because of freedom in the Netherlands in terms of political freedom? Is that something that plays a role or is that something yes. that... Yes, it's also good uh, because it's open open culture. I even notice in, uh, in my work, so like it may be more openness, more discussions, like everything that you can... You, 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 everything that you want, you can discuss something like this. So this uh, openness. Also, we found that even if you are not a citizen, but you lived here for five uh, years, I guess, so you can even vote for uh, some municipal uh, government. So it's also good because, like, you can you can choose. Uh, yeah, for at least in the municipality level, I think it's it's a great opportunities. Do you have a sense that in the Netherlands you can? do what you want and think what you want and believe what you want and is that different from mostly yes mostly yes I think yes but here is more freedom openness because of uh, open uh, people that live in here and maybe because of our history it's not something similar for us no, not something like in this way for us next up another man looking like he's waiting for inspiration to strike instead he gets me my name is Brian Mombazi I'm from Zambia and how long have you been in the Netherlands? Um, nine months now. Well, from home, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing we can talk about is uh, weather, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Zambia is mostly sunny and yeah, dry. Uh, Netherlands is, yeah, it, 
the weather's not so bad. Uh, yeah, but a little bit more rain, I would say. Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more rain. A lot. Whole <laughs> year round type of rain. Yeah, I'm used to seasonal rain, not to whole year type of rain. Yeah. Okay, time for one last story. So, who's next? Uh, my name is Thea, and I'm from Croatia. And how long have you been in the Netherlands? Uh, well, now it's almost four and a half years that I'm living here. Why did you come here? Well, my job, uh, my husband got a job offer, so I think it's a very typical story. Um, and then the idea was that we are going to stay for a year and go back home. But in the meantime, well, life happened, so we got a child, bought a house, <laughs> and now we are more settled in here. Do you live in Amsterdam? No, I live in Harlem. Okay, okay. Um, and before you came here, did you have ideas about what the Dutch people would be like? Or, well, you must have had some ideas. What did you think about the Netherlands? And so, if somebody had said to you back in Croatia, "What's the Netherlands? What about? What would you have said?" Well, I would probably think of the windmills uh, and the canals. But to be honest, I knew next to nothing about the Netherlands. Uh, so it was very funny because uh, within a month after he got the job offer, we moved here. And then we were so surprised with everything, not only with the architecture, but the weather. Somehow I didn't connect these windmills with the wind, so I was completely surprised <laughs> with so much wind blowing here. Uh, but also with uh, how tall Dutch people are. I mean, these were just the, the first impressions that weren't such a problem. But then later on, when it came to the yeah, life here and uh, going through all these difficulties, it was much harder to adjust. What sort of difficulties? Well, um, I don't know. The language was quite hard. Somehow I thought that uh, learning the language will be much easier. Uh, but then also finding the job for me uh, was quite a struggle. Um, so I felt quite depressed uh, at the beginning with it. But then also the weather, uh, how dark it is. And uh, um, yeah, like the winter that is never ending. You're not here. selling the Netherlands now. <laughs> not at all. We came here in the in the in November, and it was really like uh, raining and windy and dark, and I felt like someone just took me from my home and just put me somewhere in this horrible country, and I felt so miserable. Uh, but yeah, it's funny how now after four years I don't uh, mind the weather anymore, and then I find Dutch people to be so nice and. Uh, yeah, it's funny. What was the turning point then? Was there a kind of turning point, a moment when you yeah, thought, okay, well, this is home? I would say maybe uh, two years ago, when we actually decided that we are going to stay here a bit longer. Uh, I also started my own company then. Um, we bought a house, we moved to Harlem, uh, which was, I think, uh, much better for us than Amsterdam in a moment. Uh, so I think a few of the things came into place. Of course, our child wasn't small anymore. He started to sleep through the night. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, much easier than for us. What's your company? Uh, sorry, can What you do you do for your company? What's your company? Uh, my company is called The Culture Tourist. And I'm doing uh, an art tours in the museums, both for uh, tourists coming to Amsterdam, but also for internationals living here in the Netherlands. Uh, so uh, each Saturday morning, I'm taking a group of experts with me to the museum. Uh, some of the museums in Amsterdam and then uh, yeah, we are just talking about art and history and learning about the Netherlands in this way. Thea from Croatia, who certainly seems happy with the way life is unfolding for her in the Netherlands. 
Thanks to everybody I spoke to at the fair. I made the recordings at the I Am Expat Fair at the Westerhasfabrik in Amsterdam. I hope you enjoyed the podcast with all these extraordinary stories. It's always a lot of fun to talk to people from so many different backgrounds and hear what they're going through. And maybe there are parallels with your experiences here too. Let me know if there are. There's the website hereinholland.com or you can go to the Facebook page. Simply search Here in Holland and you'll find it. And don't forget, you can now sponsor the show for as little as the price of a cup of coffee each month. You can show your appreciation and become a patron. It would be great if you could do this. More patrons means I can keep the show going and maybe expand into new things. I'll put a link in the show notes and there's also a link on the website. Uh, you can check that out there too. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, my God, what's wrong with you? You should do that immediately. Stop everything, drop everything, go and do that and get all your friends to subscribe too. If you do subscribe, you'll get every new episode as it comes out. It's all free. Um, that's why I need the patrons to sponsor me so I can help to pay for it. But the content itself is all free. Subscribe in an app. You'll get every episode as it comes out you can also listen on spotify these days uh, too so just search here in holland there all right and remember i think it's nice that you only complain about the weather like life is kind of awesome here so you have to complain about something you're going to complain about the weather <laughs> from me andy clark thanks for listening and i'll catch you next time Thank you.